All right, welcome in. We are with you until midnight. That was not fun. It felt like, all right, here we go. The Red Sox are going to squeak this one out. You get the home run from Story. You get the home run from Ref Snyder, and you felt like, here we go. Got a good performance out of the bullpen from Brazier, and obviously Schreiber was outstanding. Danish was good in the eighth, not so much in the ninth. 617-779-7937, the number. You will hear from the manager, Alex Cora, in just a little bit here. Here's the reality. This Tanner Houck thing is now a real legitimate issue. And like I said, I'm not getting into massive debates over vaccines. But the reality right now for this Red Sox team, two realities were on display tonight. The first one is Tanner Houck's an issue. Not having a guy that has basically now been labeled your closer. He was the guy that pitched in the ninth inning the past couple of games. So he's not available. By the way, let's go right to it right now as Alex Cora addressed the media after the game. I mean, every time we lose, it's disappointed, you know. We try to get 27 outs with, you know, the righties at the end, and it didn't happen. In terms of, you know, in terms of those last three innings, Schreiber obviously got through the seventh and ten pitches. How how difficult is it to put the puzzle together starting there and figure out whether or not to bring him back out for the eighth? I mean, we had a game tomorrow, and he's our best reliever right now. So, you know, uh, TD did a good job, you know. It was a good... You know, a bunch of righties, and, you know, he got good stuff, you know. Uh, we tried to get 27 there, and we didn't finish it. Why uh, why, why was Danish the right guy for to go more than one? I mean, that's the way I saw it, you know. And that's the way I manage a game. I'm the manager here, and I decided to go with him for two innings. Go ahead. Sorry, what did you see from Michael early? He seemed to be struggling in the first early. You know what? Uh, command was off. Um... Oscar hit above the end, almost went out. It was a weird game, right? They 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 did a good job going the other way with him, but he gave us five. You know, he gave us five and uh, you know gave us a chance to win the game. Uh, but I think command early on it was off. Uh, to see the way that you guys kind of mounted that rally in, in the you know in the middle and late innings, what what did you see from the lineup and what are you seeing from Ref Snyder's swings? I think. We're doing a good job. We did a good job staying up the middle. You know, uh, Ref obviously with a homer, Christian going uh, against a lefty up the middle the other way. I think we control the at bats. You know, at one point in the game, uh, you know, we saw the first pitch a few times. You know, and we didn't cash in, but we were we were able to slow down the game and put good at bats. And you know, we did it yesterday, towards the end of the game today. Um, their guy was good, but we the pitch count was up, so we knew we had a chance against their bullpen. Um, but just you know, it wasn't enough. Does something like this, I mean, change your frustration on the vaccination thing? No. Having to manage a game totally different. No. At, at the at the least, you know, the the status, you know, the status of of Hulk is what it is. But is is that a situation where you felt his absence? Is that safe to say? I mean, we go with the 26 other here, and we try to get 27 outs, and we didn't do it. All right, so that was the manager, Alex Cora, after the game. If you want to react to anything he said, you certainly can. It's 617-779-7937. Oh, I feel bad for Cora. I really do, because Cora's got to answer these questions after the game now. Of course it's a disadvantage. Of course he has to manage the game different, but what is he going to say? I'm sure the Red Sox internally tried to get Tanner Hug to get the vaccine so he'd be available in Toronto. The reality is he didn't get the vaccine. So now the manager is out there after the game. And here's the thing that sucks for the guys in the clubhouse. And here's the thing that sucks for Cora. He's got to answer these questions. 
Hey, Alex, did it affect the way that you had to manage the game? He's got, he, he wants to say, yeah, obviously, my closer is back in Boston or wherever he is. I don't know. Maybe he's already on his way to Chicago. My closer is not here. I can't go to my closer, so that's why Danish is out there. I don't r- look at this and think that the Red Sox have a lot of good options to go to there. They had already used Schreiber in the game. He got you out of that inning. Okay, he was great. Okay, so Danish gives you a good eighth inning. Your options are, okay, do we want to go to Strom? We know that the Blue Jays absolutely clobber left-handed pitchers. Now, Strom is somebody that has been good against righties this season. 241 opponents batting average, 635 OPS. He's been good. I would have preferred to see Strom over Robles. I just don't feel like Robles is good. Robles this year has completely sucked for this team. You look at some of the numbers on him, they're atrocious. Right, he's hurting 263, 814 OPS. He gets hit hard almost as much as anybody in the sport. Hard hit rate, balls off the bat 95 plus. It's 47.8%. That's horrible. 172nd out of 181. But the reality is this. He doesn't have a lot of options to go to. Right, and that's another thing that I come back to is One reality that was displayed last night is not having Tanner Houck is an issue. It is just a reality. When you go to Toronto, and by the way, do you know what the standings are right now? The standings are right now, and look, we have a long way to go, but if the season ended today to do that, you know where the Red Sox would be going for the wild card round? Toronto. You know who wouldn't be going? Chris Sale, Tanner Houck, and Jaron Duran, because all three of those players are unvaccinated. So this is a real story. There's no way around it. Even if you feel like, okay, well, Tanner Houck, just like I feel like, you have the decision whether or not you want to get vaccinated or not. That's fair. But the problem for Tanner Houck is he's part of a team that's trying to make a run and win a World Series. They finally found the right role for him, which is a closer. Now you're getting into your division. You're playing huge division games. You're now two and seven against the Blue Jays. You're now seven and six against the division. Seven and sixteen rather against the division. Tanner Houck would have been pitching the ninth inning. And look, Danish, I don't want to blame Danish for this. I mean, the guy was never supposed to be in high leverage situations for the Red Sox this season. That's not what he's supposed to be doing. He's not. Okay, so what would do you really want to criticize Cora's move? Okay, send Danish back out there. Go with Robles. Go with Strom. Like, personally, I would have went with Strom. But I can't get up in arms over the decision because it's not as if Cora has a lot of options to go to. And that circles me back to Bloom, right? How many times have we said Bloom didn't do enough in the offseason to upgrade the bullpen? That's a reality. That is real. There needs to be more arms in the bullpen. And when you sort of figured some stuff out, like, okay, you have guys, Schreiber, you have Strom, and you have Tanner Huck. You feel good about those guys. And then you have a night like tonight where Tanner Huck's not available. So that basically puts you down to Schreiber and Strom. Like I said, I would have used Strom in the ninth inning, even though it's a right-handed heavy lineup. They crush righties. I just feel like right now Strom's a much better pitcher than Danish, and he's a much better pitcher than Robles. So I would have went with Strom personally. But I still look at this in terms of Alex Cora is handicapped by what he has to work with in his bullpen. One reason is that he doesn't have his closer Tanner Houck. The other is the guy running the organization didn't give him nearly enough in the offseason. That's just real. And look, when some of these guys come back from injuries, you can put Whitlock back there, et cetera. Like, it is going to get better. 
But the reality was this is a massive game tonight, and the Red Sox lost, and they went into the series with a competitive disadvantage because they don't have their closer, and Bloom didn't do enough in the offseason. 617-779-7937, the number. We're with you all the way up until midnight. Okay, so if you do want to weigh in on anything Alex Cora said, if you want to weigh in on the Tanner Houck situation, how big of a problem is this for the Red Sox going forward? 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you here on EEI up until midnight. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, welcome back in. We're with you until midnight. Well, the storyline in this one is the closer not available, of course, but it's a bigger, broader situation with this Red Sox team, right? Because you can look at it on different levels. And let me just start by saying this. I don't blame Alex Cora for being short with the media after the game. I would be pissed off if I was him, too. How? First of all, you lost a game that you should have won. Your closer is not available. And your general manager, whatever Bloom's title is, didn't do enough for him. Because I look at it from this perspective. It's not like all of a sudden, when the Red Sox were going to Toronto the first time this season, they knew, oh, my God, Tanner Houck's not going to be available. What do we do? They knew. They knew in the offseason. They knew in spring training that Tanner Houck was not going to be available. Okay? They knew that. They knew he was not going to go. So there's a lot of different dimensions to this in terms of, well, I said in the offseason, and this is before I even knew about the Tanner Houck situation, that they needed more help in the bullpen. We all felt that way. They needed more help in the bullpen. There were a lot of names out there. They didn't do crap, okay? They didn't do crap. You got Diekman. Congratulations. That guy blows. And that's why he's not in the game tonight, because he sucks. Okay, I know he's good the other night. Congratulations, Tim. You had a couple of nice finds. Schreiber's good. Strom is good. But you needed more than that. That's just a reality, okay? So, Bloom knowing that Tanner Houck wasn't going to go there, that's part of the equation. That's part of the calculus. They don't add more pieces to the bullpen. Okay, so I totally understand. I would be upset if I was Alex Core as well, just like at the beginning of the season when we didn't know how good Schreiber was yet, right? We didn't know much about Strom, and they weren't going to be high-leverage relievers. Those were guys, those were lottery tickets by Bloom. Schreiber had been released by, like, a bunch of different organizations. He had never been good. Give the Red Sox credit for finding the guy. But when you went into the season, Bloom's plan was Sal Amor is going to bounce back. Robles is going to be good again. Matt Barnes is going to be a factor who's injured, and he sucked prior to the injury. And Diekman is going to be the guy that we bring in externally. That was Bloom's plan. His plan has not worked. It has not been executed. Give the organization credit for working with Strom and working on Schreiber and getting some getting something out of those two guys. Those guys have been major hits, and I give Bloom credit for finding those guys. But the problem is, when you started the season 10-19, and 19, those weren't your high-leverage guys yet. And your high-leverage guys weren't good. And now we're at a point where finally you found out a good formation or a good group, if you will, in Strom and Schreiber and in Houck, and Houck's not available. And the general manager knew that, and they didn't do anything to address that in the offseason. That's what's aggravating to me. So, look, I understand that after the game tonight, Core is very short with the media. When he's asked, does it change how you approach the ninth inning? And he says, we're just trying to get 27 outs. We have the guys here. What's he supposed to say? 
yeah, of course it changes what I want to do because my closer is not vaccinated. He can't pitch. My general manager didn't do enough for me in the offseason, so he so we don't have enough arms back there. What do you want him to say? There's nothing for Cora to say right there. It's a lose-lose situation for Cora. And now he's probably he's getting criticized for the Danish situation. Danish's stuff was good in the eighth inning. I didn't mind giving him another opportunity in the ninth. I really didn't. I felt like, all right, the stuff's playing right now. You got Strom, a lefty, who we know the Blue Jays and annihilate left-handed pitchers. So that's one of your options. And the other option is bringing a guy like Robles. Now, I didn't like when they went to Robles in the ninth inning. I'm just not a Robles guy. He blows. I mean, he's just not good anymore. He was good last year. You don't get to the postseason without Robles last year. That's a reality, but he's not good this year. He just isn't. He's not good. So I would have went with Strom in that particular situation. But I can't really get too upset with Cora tonight. How could you? <laughs> it's more in the GM and the fact that guys aren't there. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's kick it off with Kenny's in California. Hey, Ken. How are you, Brian? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Good. Um, gee, I thought Boston got rid of Kyrie Irving. Oh, now geez. we got our own? Oh, we got our own. I mean, don't put him in that uh, next, category. You know, Ken. he's going he's gonna to tell you the earth is flat. Well, I don't know what I mean, his views he, are on the earth and all that, but that's it's ridiculous. And and here's the other thing. The other thing is that Cora, okay, said after the game, well, I didn't want to pitch. Um, God, the guy's name is, is slipping from me. You know, because we got a game tomorrow. I didn't want to pitch him the second inning. Schreiber, no, 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 no. You win the game tonight. Okay, but how does that guarantee you a win, Ken? You still have to get two other innings, so you're still going to have to put more guys into the game. Well, were you were you going to bring back? Were you going to bring back Danish in the ninth? I just said I don't. I didn't hate the decision. He was good in the eighth inning. Did you think he was good in the eighth inning, Ken, or did you think he sucked because he had some pretty nasty stuff in the eighth? I thought he was fine, but then when they said there was nobody up in the bullpen, I knew right away. This he's going to stick with this guy, and it's going to be a disaster. And that's what it was. So he's who would you have gone with, Ken? Down. Who would you have gone with? Strom, I, Robles. Who would you have gone with? Strom. Okay, that's fair. Strom. Like I, I would, I would have preferred Robles, Strom over Robles as well. But I, I, do you really think the problem tonight was Cora? I, I do think he should have let Schreiber pitch another inning. Never mind worrying about tomorrow. You do know that Danish got out of the eighth, right? So someone was going to have to face that. that top group anyway. But here's the problem. He the wasn't going to go three. Guys, you know that, right, Ken? He wasn't going to go three innings. I know that. But but the guy like uh, Danish is not used to sitting down and getting back up again and going out. Okay, like, like that's a fair criticism. The but the whole thing about Schreiber is somebody's still going to have to pitch the ninth inning. He's not pitching the ninth. No, I know that. But he could have brought Danish in. Okay, and then not to have anybody up in the bullpen to start the ninth, that was stupid. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. And like I said, I would have brought Strom in. I understand the decision to bring in Danish, but I don't really feel like this is a big core issue tonight. I really don't think the manager blew them the game because they finally had like a sort of an order of operations with this team with Hulk at the back end. He's not available. Not to mention, Ken, the guy running the organization didn't give him enough to work with. I mean, when you acknowledge that, like the fact that we're talking about having to your point is okay that give Schreiber another inning but the fact that we're having that conversation that you need to have a reliever pitch two innings doesn't that tell you that the organization didn't do enough in the offseason 
Well, I'm not a big Bloom fan, to tell you the truth. My grandson's a big Tampa Bay fan, and when he came from Tampa Bay to the Red Sox, I said, guess what? It's going to be cheap, 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 okay? Prospects, prospects, prospects. He didn't go out and get a bullpen arm, and he needed it. They are they have the most blown saves in the major leagues, the most. And this is the seventh walk-off that they've lost. Or no, eighth. Excuse me, eighth, right? Win 50%, and where are they? A lot better. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Ken. I mean, look, the bullpen was an issue at the beginning of the season. It kind of got covered up lately because of the fact that the Red Sox winning all those games and the starting pitchers were going deep. They, they have not blown the most saves in baseball, by the way. That's incorrect. That's not accurate. I know it feels like a stat you want to throw out there. That's not an accurate stat. The Tampa Bay Rays have actually blown the most saves, so that's not accurate, just to be clear on that. But I get the overwhelming point. is, And I feel like I understand if his idea was put Schreiber out there for a second inning, but that shouldn't be something the Red Sox have to debate right now. Hey, we're in a game in the end of June, and we're thinking, hey, do we have to extend our relievers? That shouldn't be a conversation right now. Let's get to Carl on the Cape. What's up, Carl? Hey, so it's obviously it's fairly obvious that the bullpen situation is is you know it, it's easy to get frustrated with, and and I get it. It's it's probably the biggest problem. But take a look at this. You've got to combine fourteen home runs out of your three and four hitters. And we're almost at the break. Meanwhile, there's a guy by the name of Kyle Schwaber that's in Philadelphia. He's got 22 home runs. 22! Almost twice as much as both your three and four hitters. So you what, what, what is your point? What is your point? You... You, you're getting zero power production from the three and four slot. Zero. These guys, they're banjo hitters. They hit singles, they hit doubles. You're not going to win anything with your three and four hitters not being able to put the ball out of the park. You need boppers. You need, listen, Xander Bogart's a great hitter. He's going to hit 320. He's going to walk a lot. He's going to hit a lot of singles, a lot of doubles. Well, then, you know what? Make him the leadoff hitter because that's what he is. Yeah, Carl, like, I, I just don't understand the point. The Reds, the Red Sox came in today how first. Belong, how does a Carl. guy like Xander Bogut belong hitting cleanup? Where? How? The guy's got six home runs. <laughs> who do you want to put cleanup, Carl? I, I don't get it. You can't re-sign well, Schwarber. Get somebody. You know hold on, Carl, Carl. Let me I, ask you a question. A do you like really, hold on, hold on. Do you really think that the problem with this team is J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts? Do you really think that's the issue with this team right now, considering the Red Sox Absolutely. are first yes. statistically and, and in you, most if categories? You think, if you think you're going to win a championship with your three and four hitters now at the break, with a combined, close to the break, with a combined 14 home runs. Okay, let me tell you something, Carl. Think, Carl, hold on, Carl. Yes, I think they can like win a that? championship with Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. They've done it before. I think they can win a championship with those two guys. Carl, you know that with, the Red Sox, the third, you know what the three and four hitters, you know how many hits they have, the three and four hitters in the Red Sox lineup? That's great. But 189. The it. next closest team is 158. They're batting 323. The next closest team is 268. So you you really think that J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts are the issue with this team right now? I, you got to be kidding me. There's a lot of issues with this team. You think J.D. and Bogarts are the main issues? Like they're that? You watch. Hold on. You watch a game they're tonight, Carl. And you, 
when you, when you leave when you leave the bulk of the RBIs up to the bottom of the order, guess what? The team's not put together right. It's that simple. It's really simple. <laughs> Guys, take a look at this team last year when Kyle Schwarber was on it. You look at that lineup. Yeah, he hit second or leadoff. You know that, that right? Line. You know he hit second or leadoff, yeah. right? So you're talking about a three-four right. hitter. That's not where he hit for this team. Okay. You do realize that. So now I want you. Now I want you to think about the pitches. Now I want you to think about the pitches that Devis was looking at. How many more fastballs is Devis looking at now? And then in return, do you know that Devers is basically the best hitter in the sport, Carl? Like he he's not missing Schwarber. You do realize that. I, I don't. I don't. Think you think? De- hold on. You think Devers is missing Schwarber right now? You re- you actually believe that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Carl, 100%. that is one of the most asinine, idiotic takes I have ever heard on this show. You think Rafael Devers right now is missing so, Schwarber? So oh, hold on, you Carl. This. You actually? Who would you rather have as your DH right now, JD Martinez or Kyle Schwarber? I rather have JD Martinez. Wow, you're wrong. You know what? You should probably go watch soccer then. Because it would do you better. Yeah, you watched There's a game no tonight. You watched why. a game tonight where There's they blew no it in the ninth inning, and you're blaming, you're no blaming, you're blaming the, the fact that uniform. what's that? There is no reason why Schwab is not in a Red Sox uniform. No reason at all. The guy was the perfect fit. Yeah, you're it right. I mean, that's their off. problem. That's their biggest problem. Their <laughs> offense sucks. You're right. Yep. They good don't point. drive in runs. They don't drive in runs. Yeah, Sorry, you're right, Carl. I mean, I just, it. you know what I wish? I wish this team could score more. Carl, team, all right, Carl, I've had enough this... of you, man. You make those freaking asinine points, man. You sound like a complete clown. I'm sorry. I mean, like, you actually came on here and legitimately said that Raphael Devers is missing Schwarber. Like, that's an actual statement that you made tonight on the show. You actually said that Raphael Devers is missing Kyle Schwarber. Rafael Devers is having one of the best seasons in Major League Baseball. He's hitting 333 with a 390 on base percentage, a 605 slugging percentage, and a 995 OPS. You had the audacity to say that Rafael Devers would be hitting more fastballs if he saw Kyle Schwarber. What the hell are you talking about? And in a night that the Red Sox bullpen blew it again, you're complaining about J.D. Martinez and Bogarts. Now, ideally, yes, you'd like Bogarts tip for more power. He's not, if you look at it in terms of the numbers, this is his first extra base hit in his last eight games. I acknowledge I'd like him to hit for more power. I'd like J.D. Martinez to hit the ball into the ballpark more. But if you think those two guys are the issue with this team right now, I don't know what the hell you're watching, and I would imagine that you didn't watch the game tonight, Carl. There's no way you watched the game if that's the conclusion you came away with tonight. You couldn't have. No way. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. If you want to weigh in the Tanner Houck situation, you can. If you want to weigh in on Carl's point that J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogart to the issue, that's on the table as well. <laughs> Raphael Devers, he needs Schwarber back. Come on, if he had Schwarber, he'd have a 1,200 OPS. I mean, what a clown. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you on EA. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's an easier choice than ever. With our exciting and fuel-efficient lineup now, get great offers across our full line. Shop at your local Nissan store in NissanUSA.com. While the Red Sox lose 6-5 to tonight to the Blue Jays, 
Bottom of the ninth inning, the Sox had a 5-4 lead. They blow it. Danish can't get it done. Robles can't get it done. So an ugly loss overall for the Red Sox. And, of course, the big story after this one, the closer not available for the Red Sox. Michael Walker, he was not great in this game. I don't know how he gave them five, but he did. He only gave up four earned despite the fact that he was getting hit hard all over the ballpark. I give him credit for sticking in this game because he did not have his command whatsoever. Trevor Story homered in this game, and of course the big home run from Ref Snyder, but it was all for naught as the Sox blow it in the ninth inning. They'll play the last of this three-game set with the Jays in Toronto on Wednesday. 707 first pitch across the Shaws and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. Shaws and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. Tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show at 607. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. And tomorrow, it'll be Nick Pavetta and Alec Manoa. That's going to be a great pitching matchup tomorrow. ESPN reports the Jazz are finalizing a five-year contract with C's assistant Will Hardy, making him Quinn Snyder's replacement in Salt Lake. Hardy will be the youngest coach in the NBA. He's just 34 years old. ESPN's Tim McMahon reports free agent guard Jalen Brunson plans on signing a four-year deal worth north of $100 million with the Knicks. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. All right, well, what we saw tonight is reality that this team's bullpen right now, whether it's because Tanner Houck is not there because he's not vaccinated or it's because of the fact that the guy running the baseball department didn't give Alex Cora enough in the offseason, the bullpen was exposed. And when you go up against teams like the Toronto Blue Jays, if you're not if your bullpen isn't good enough, you're going to get exposed. Just like the Red Sox did the same thing to Toronto tonight. They got after their bullpen. Ref Snyder hit the home run, right? They got after those guys. Vasquez got after those guys. So you're going to do the Blue Jays bullpen sucks as well. But we all know that lineup is great. And when you don't have enough weapons for the manager, that's going to be the problem. I don't blame Core at all. Like, would I personally have gone with Strom? Yes. But he doesn't have a lot of weapons to go with right now. If I was him, I'd be calling up Heim Bloom right now. Hey, dude, um, so we're playing games. Uh, our bullpen's not deep enough to begin with. Our closer can't come because he's not vaccinated. So, again, why didn't you do anything in the offseason? Why was your idea, okay, let's take a shot on Schreiber and Strom? Congrats, that worked out. But the guy you were banking on that was supposed to be a high leverage guy for me, Deakman, yeah, that guy blows. He sucks. He has the third highest walk rate in the entire sport for relievers. Yeah, but he's got great stuff. We love his slider. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of horizontal movement out there. Yeah, but the problem is he doesn't throw strikes. So you tell me, what is the manager supposed to do? He is not equipped with enough weapons back there. You think Aaron Boone has that problem? No, he doesn't. He does not have that problem. Alex Cora has that problem, and it's not on him. It's on the front office. 617-779-7937, the number. I do wonder, too, like, sort of how this plays out in that clubhouse with the Tanner Houck situation. Because, man, you got to be thinking about this. you got to be stewing after this game if you're a member of that team. Because you knew that you had a better option to go to in the ninth inning, and he wasn't there. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Steve in Centerville. Hey, Steve. Hey, Brian. Hey. Just a real quick one. My question is, how much less expensive does a right-handed reliever become every day from now until, say, July 21st? I mean, How much less expensive? Is, yes, it doesn't. It only becomes more expensive. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. It's a good point, yeah. I see what you're saying, yeah. So, so if I'm Bloom, this guy better be on the phone, and he better be – 
talking it up. And the players know. The players know that you know we need, people know that we need we're, we're a contender. We're in the last, several of our guys are in the last year of our contract. This is it. And what are we missing? A right-handed pitcher. The, the pricing for right-handed pitchers are not going down. It's going to go up. Yeah, and, and I'm so with you, Steve. I totally to agree with you. Steve, I agree with you in this sense. Yeah, Steve, look at this. You have Tampa after the Chicago series. Then you have the Yankees. Then you have Tampa. Then you have the Yankees. Like, this move needs to be made soon. You lost a game tonight because whether it's because Tanner Houck's not available, whatever it is, you lost a game because your bullpen's not deep enough. You don't have enough righties in that bullpen. That's why you lost the game. We can argue on whether or not Cora handled it the right way, but the reality is he doesn't have the lockdown guys to go to like an Aaron Boone does. And I'm with you. They should be doing something now. They should be on the phone with the Rockies right now. What's it going to take to give us Daniel Bard? Because Whitlock's still making his way back from an injury. Sales pitching in Portland on Thursday. So who the hell the hell knows when he's going to come back, which would give you the ability to put Whitlock back in the bullpen. So action has to happen now. That's it. I mean, it has to happen now. Before the Yankees come to town, yeah. send a message to my, my players. Look, we're signing somebody before the Yankees come to town. We want to give you guys confidence. Yeah, these, this is a team to beat. Toronto's a team to beat, too, but, you know, we're, yeah. we're behind you guys. And I'm with you, Steve. I appreciate Thanks, the call, my friend. I'm with you. You went on a run where you were 19-4, and four, okay? You were 32-12, and 12, okay? And the players got you back to this point. And then you left them out to dry. You did. You left them out to dry. They do not have enough to win in that series against Toronto. That's on the guy running the Department of Baseball, whatever his freaking title is. All right, by the way, we got boots on the ground. So 617-779-7937, the number. If you want to weigh in in the Tanner Houck situation, I do want to get to Rob Bradford, though, because he's joining us nice enough to grace us with his presence tonight from Toronto. Rob was in the clubhouse after the game. Rob, how are you, man? Lower the heart rate, man. You all right? You okay? No, I'm not all right, Rob. That was painful. <laughs> man, that game sucks. I, mean, I was so hyped they were going to win no, this thing. There's no doubt about it that that was the worst loss of the, the year. And, you know, there's obviously other losses where they've had walk-offs and so forth and so on. But the reason why that was so bad was because that was an important game. Yep. Like, of all the games that they played this year, that was the most important for a couple different reasons, one of which which you needed to like show that yesterday was an aberration, and you need to get back on the winning track because you, you know what's sitting there tomorrow, which is you have, as good as Pavetta has been, you have to face one of the best pitchers in the American League. Right. So it, it, with, with this bullpen, which we saw today, so, I mean, the whole thing, like, this was a big game, and they blew it. Okay, and Rob, let me ask you, because you're in there, you're in the clubhouse. I mean, what's sort of the reaction? Because I have to imagine, I mean, Cora was asked about it, and he basically said, I got to do what I'm got to do with the guys here. But obviously, it does affect the way that he has to manage the game, not having Tanner Houck. But was that the question that every player in that clubhouse was being asked about Tanner Houck? Yeah, the, I mean, the guys who talked were certainly asked about it in, in a variety of ways. And, you know, the the, used, the the standard line was, well, you know, we have the players here, and, you know, it, it's the players that we knew this was coming, the players that we have here, these are the guys that we're going to go with, and so forth and so on. There was no, like, venom toward, oh, my, can't, I can't believe he isn't here. Right. Um, there was none of, none of that. It was really matter of fact for the most part. 
Um, and I, you know, I know that they, they knew that this was coming. They knew that this was reality, but what they didn't know and nobody knew was that this was going to unfold in such like a pristine way in terms of putting Tanner Houck in the crosshairs. Right. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't draw this up almost any better where, you know, you bring in Schreiber, your best reliever, then, okay, you get through the eighth with Danish. So now what do you do? And everyone's wondering, what do you do? What do you do against this righty-heavy lineup? And, you know, the answer was, we're going to try to squeeze another inning out of Danish, and if that doesn't work, we're going to bring in Hansel Robles. I mean, that doesn't, to your point, I mean, everyone who said, oh, you know, they have these guys coming back, and they have enough, and this and that, go get another righty reliever. Because you know what? Things aren't going to be perfect all the time, and this was a perfect example of that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I totally agree with you, Rob. It's Rob Bradford. He's in Toronto, just was in the clubhouse, been at this series so far this week. So, and by the way, Rob, you brought the team some bad luck. I mean, you're on the road now, and they're 0-2 since you joined the team. So, I mean, just keep that into consideration going forward because I'm, I'm having a heart attack oh, they're gonna, on the they're gonna, they're gonna have to get They're going to have to get used to it because I'm not going anywhere. Nice. I like it, Bradford. But I did want to mention this real quickly. So... <laughs> The Red Sox prior to the season knew that Tanner Houck wasn't vaccinated. It's not something that came upon them right before they went to Toronto the first time. So what I would ask you, Rob, is considering that, does it even look worse for Bloom that he didn't address the pitching staff in general? I know Houck was originally a starter, but obviously that was going to make you short in the bullpen. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, no, because because no nobody when he came to the season thought that Tanner Houck was going to be the closer. Now, where you give the criticism is the fact that Tanner Houck has to be the closer. Yep. <laughs> yes. Good point. You know, this, you know, this isn't about like, Oh my goodness. Like, how are we going to get to Toronto and what are we going to do without Tanner Houck? I mean, really how that manifested itself the first time around was you took someone out of the starting rotation and you get to take basically your closer and, and put them in the start in starting rotation. So yeah, I mean, this is, this this is two series now where the Hawks thing has impacted. I mean, there's no way around that. And and now you have to look at it as like going down the road of when you have to play these guys again, you know, what do you have to, you know, what what would happen? You have to protect yourself. And to your point, they didn't protect themselves. I mean, they right. just they just didn't. And and I'm not saying that you have to go out and make a trade the day before you go to Toronto, but still, I mean, you you have to line it up better than this. And, and what I don't understand about what Cora did today, Brian, and I, I'm honestly anxious to get your take on it, which is, all right, you know that Schreiber is your guy, right? Like, he's the guy that's going to come in the meat of the order, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth. Fine. When you have a closer, you can do that. But in this case, he comes in, sure enough, he faced the meat of the order, gets out of it like he always does. They bring Danish back. But then you have the same meat of the order, coming up in the night. So why didn't you flip-flop the scenario there? Like, why didn't you begin with Danish, knowing that you're probably going to have to face the media order in the ninth again, and that's when, it, the, I'm sorry, but the outs are tougher to get. It is in factor in this part of it. Alejandro Kirk isn't part of that equation in the seventh inning, right? Yeah, that dude, I mean. Now, you not, you not only you not only have... Kirk, I mean, you, you have Kirk, you have Springer, you have Bichette, you have Vlad. You have to have your best reliever 
getting those final three outs against those guys. Do you agree or disagree? I didn't mind going to Schreiber in the seventh because you had just tied the game up and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was leading off that inning. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yes. Yeah, so I didn't mind that. I, I felt like you need to keep the game 4-4 there. And then I'm fine with Danish, of course, in the eighth inning. The stuff was nasty. The ninth inning, you can sort of criticize the move to bring Danish back out. And I would have went with Strom in the ninth inning, Rob. But I can't get overcritical about that because the way the Danish looked in the eighth. Do you know what I mean? Like, didn't you think his stuff looked good in the eighth inning? Like, I can't get overly upset about that as it pertains to core. If he had a guy back there, I knew 100%. Like, okay, so Strom's been good against righties this year, but this is one of the best right-handed lineups in Major League Baseball, so maybe Danish is rolling. I didn't like bringing Robles in. I mean, you know how I feel about that guy. I mean, you know, I don't know what the well, hell we're I mean, doing. This, this, I mean, this, is, this speaks to what you're talking about. But after, you know, we can make the case for Danish just like you did. You could make the case for bringing right. in Strom or not bringing in Strom. But, you know, there was no place to turn when it came to righty relievers. Right. Like we're, we're looking out there. We're looking, we're, looking, we're looking out from the press box out to the, out to the bullpen. And we're like, who is that warming up? We thought it was Pavetta for a second. You know, it was like, <laughs> who is that warming up? Like, oh, it's Hansel Robles, I guess. I, I mean, guess I joked with Will. Got. I joked with Will Fleming. I said, hey, bring Pavetta in for the eighth and the ninth, and I'm throw eight tomorrow. That's your way you win this game. But, hey, Rob, it's yeah. a good point that you make because think about this. So, Heim Bloom in the offseason was betting on a bounce back from Barnes. He was betting on Sawamora bouncing back. He was betting that Diekman could be like a strike-throwing entity again, but obviously that's never going to be the case. The guy can't, I mean, mix in a strike every once in a while, right? So all these guys that he bet on, he found a couple of guys, Strom and Schreiber, and he deserves credit, but he planned on a lot of these guys being good, and they haven't. So that's a major issue for where Heim Bloom sort of has this team. Well, and I yeah, just... I mean, listen, I mean, if you if you go into the season and you said, okay, you're in this scenario, you these are the guys that you got, who do you think is going to fill in the gap? The guy that, that they would say is Diekman. Like, right. Diekman is supposed to, was supposed to be sort of like the Ottavino of a, a left-handed Ottavino where, you know, a veteran guy, yeah, he has his flaws, but he has pitched late in games before, has really good stuff, isn't afraid to, to pitch late in games, isn't afraid to face lefties or righties. Like, that's the guy, right? But he, you can't, like, really do that because he's been – way too inconsistent or you don't feel great about him doing that yeah and this is where rob i really feel bad for cora in this sense like okay so you can sell me on whitlock eventually when sale comes back he goes into the bullpen Taylor's going to come back obviously we know what taylor can do against lefties so yeah there's going to be more flexibility and pliability in the coming weeks when these guys come back from injury but in the interim, you got a manager out there against one of the best right-handed lineups we've seen in recent years. <laughs> and his options are leave Danish out there, go with Strom, a lefty, or use Robles. I mean, those are his options. Like, this is not what the Red Sox should look like as they're going down this stretch. So before I let you go, no, Rob. No, and, 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 you know, and, you know, if this was a playoff game, you know what he does? Winkowski's out there. Right, right, right yeah. Great point, and, and and you know you know I don't I don't think I don't think that he wants to like Winkowski's still finding his way into into the world of professional or major league baseball, but you know if if you're talking about at the end of the year what happens, my guess is that he does that because you know that's obviously in the playoffs that's what he does when his bullpens get short. We go back to 2018 when 
that first game against the Yankees. Stephen Wright was supposed to be the setup guy. He scratched right before the game. They put Porcello in the eighth. Like, that's what you do in the postseason. But I don't think right now, I, I mean, I don't think he wants he wanted to go down that road. And you know what, Rob? Uh, Brazier was good tonight again. That's eight straight scoreless innings for him. So maybe he's turned his season around, and that's a good thing going forward. But in a weird way, I would have loved if he actually did that tonight and put a starter out there because it would have made Bloom look so bad. <laughs> like, you have nobody for me that I got to go to starters. Think about how bad Bloom would have looked if he well, did, did well, that. Well, you know, in another, in another thing is like, what were you left with with these guys that you thought or that you were banking on is is just like this was a, a, another example of like how it hasn't worked out because Salomora he, he was the other righty right yep I mean there's going to be no thought of bringing him in in that situation yeah. I mean I don't think I mean Robles really in in a perfect world there's no thought of bringing him in that situation we already mentioned Deekman you're right I mean you're trying you're you're slowly sifting through this bullpen to figure out who can do what, right? But I think you're getting to the point now where you have to start saying, all right, you know what? It was nice seeing you, Sawamura. It was nice seeing you, Robles. It was nice seeing you. It's okay. But we're going to have to try some other things, and whether that's a trade, whether that's bringing up Bayo, that's maybe, you know, obviously they're probably going to move like, like a Whitlock to the bullpen after Sale comes back. They're buying their time, and, and – it's early. It's not the end of the world, but at the same time, this was just a terrible, terrible look for this team at, at what is what it was a sort of a, a key moment for them. Yeah, and it just it feels, <laughs> and I know you agree with me on this. I feel like Cora is one of the best tactical managers in the sport, and he's not armed for battle. You're sending in there with, to a shootout with the no, super soaker. I mean, it's no, embarrassing, dude. dude you, 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 you know. After the, this was, first of all, my experience with being around him this year, this was the most, the shortest he was like all year long, the most upset he was all year long. And my guess is that it's just a frustration. Like he's sort of like, he's not going to throw Hauk under the bus, obviously. He's not going to throw any of these guys in the bus. Right. But there has to be a, a like, well, what am I supposed to do there? Like, I, and, and, you know, he rolled the dice. And I guess you give him some credit for for you know he thinks outside the box and most of the time it works. So you, you give him some credit for for rolling the dice with Tyler Danish there, and it didn't work out. But I'm sure the frustration stemmed from hey, you know what? You made me roll the dice. What am I? Why do I have to roll the dice and throw out Tyler Danish for two innings against the Toronto Blue Jays in a really key game? Yeah, I mean, if I was him right now, I'd be texting Bloom. Hey, bro, you up? Did you see this? Like, come on, let's go. Pick it up over there. Let's well, he's go. He's here. Bloom's here. Oh, he's he is? <laughs> so, Better. Oh, yeah, I mean, hopefully that. Yeah. I, I mean, are they going to have a meeting in the hotel after the game? <laughs> if I was uh, home, I would have got know. right out of there. I, don't know. I mean, the, the thing, you know, the thing that, again, to come back to sort of the importance of this game, the thing that stinks for, for the Red Sox is that tomorrow, as good as Pavetta is, I mean, oh. they're going up against a guy with a, the, one of the few guys who actually has been pitching as good, if not better, than Pavetta and that Manoa. And yeah, get ready for some frisbees in Toronto one, but, you know, tomorrow. Listen, the what? Get ready, get ready for some frisbees in Toronto tomorrow. Oh yeah. Well, listen, it's not it's not a road trip to Toronto without some frisbees. That's but, what, uh, I, that's what yeah, I always say. 
Well, hey, Rob, thanks so much for checking in, man. Thank you for the inside stuff, and uh, enjoy the rest of the trip, and hopefully next time we talk, we talk about the Red Sox winning. I just have one last favor to ask you. Yeah, what's up? Stay humble, all right? I always try to stay humble, Rob. After tonight, how could I not? (laughs) I mean, I I already I had a tweet that was aligned, okay? You're going to like this. Nine and one when story homers, 33 and three in their last 46, and 20 and five in June. That was ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to erase it. I had it set up on my computer Twitter. Not my phone well, Twitter, my computer, so I just had to I had to erase it. There you go. All right, man, thank you. All right, I'll see you. That's Rob Bradford. He joined us on the Harbor One Hotline. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. When we come back, we'll get back into the Tanner Hug situation. Do you blame him? And was tonight the night that forces Heim Bloom to make a move? We'll tell you next here on EI. All right, welcome back in, taking you up until midnight. So let's get to some of your thoughts on this. Let's get to Wally in Fall River. What's up, Wally? Not too happy tonight. I mean, you know, I bet you uh, Hein Bloom, I mean, he knows what the situation is. At the beginning of the season, he expected to come back from Bonds. He figured, well, you know, we're all still, we still got Bonds. But uh, with the situation now, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, uh, Cora's hamstrung. We know what this, how wobbly this bullpen's been all year. He's been trying to piece everything together. But uh, if I'm Heim Bloom, man, you got a week till uh, uh, not a week, uh, a month till the trade deadline. You got to do something now. I'm sure it wouldn't cost much to get Daniel Bard and uh, Robertson. I mean, you got to fortify this bullpen. You got a lot of big games coming up within within your division, Brian. You know that. Yeah, I'm with but, you, uh, Wally. I'd like them, and I appreciate the call, my friend. I'd like them to be proactive now and go after somebody. Why wait? Get somebody now. Look at all the teams you're playing. Let's get to Kevin. He's in Rhode Island. Hey, Kevin. Ryan, I appreciate your passion. I'm a uh, season ticket holder, and I'm pissed off too. But, man, some stuff I'm hearing on here is crazy. Like, Bradford just stole my thunder. Like, you're talking about Hauk like he's Koji or Rivera. Like, Hauk wasn't even the closer before. So, all of a sudden, he's like the savior now? Problem, two things that are a problem with this team is men left on base throughout the whole season, especially tonight, 19 and the whole bullpen. Like, yeah. he's got no options. I don't blame Hauk at all. Vaccine, non-vaccine, whatever. But eh, Hauk's not the savior. Like, what are we doing? Right. Well, it illustrates the bigger, broader problem, Kevin, that you allude to, is the fact that you needed Hauk, right? We all looked at that game tonight and say you needed Hauk. That brings up the bigger issue with this team, is the bullpen is not nearly good enough, right? I mean, who's he going to go to? Sawamora? That's a guy that <laughs> Matt Barnes is dealing with an injury and he sucks. So that's the bigger issue is you don't have Terrible. many reliable arms. That's the biggest issue. And please don't bring up Daniel Bard. That's the second time I heard him on this call. Daniel Bard? What are we doing? Like, I, I, I don't well, I mean, know. He's I been one of the best relievers in the sport, Kevin. I mean, he's not coming back here and he's not going to be good here. Come on. Just because he wasn't the first time. Is that your, that's the point? You think he's going to yeah, get the yips again? Yeah, it's just, uh, maybe, but, like, uh, is that who we were relying on? Like, I don't want that. Who do you want? You know what I mean? I want I want Whitlock back in the pen, obviously. Well, he's going to be. He's going to be back in the pen, back. but who do you want? Yeah, that's – that. well, I mean, I don't know who else to get. Like, Robertson's good, but I don't want – I mean, I don't think Bard's the I, – I, I don't know. He's got to figure this out. And like you said, I mean, I do agree with one of your points is that Bloom knew this going in. 
and he knew it, you know, not before the series. He knew this coming into the to the whole season, and he didn't put he didn't put money where he should have, which is the pen, because we all know it's an issue. Yeah, it's a massive issue, Kevin. I appreciate the call, my friend. Let's get to Alex. He's in Connecticut. Hey, Alex. Hey, Brian. Really, you know, this is terrible. You know what? You can't blame Hal. It's not his fault. Uh, you know, he's not the scapegoat. They leave too many guys on base. I'm sick and tired of Trevor's story always swinging at the first pitch. I don't care if he hit a home run. He strikes out way too much. Second most strikeouts in the American League. Fourth in all of baseball. I'm tired of Trevor's story. As far as the bullpen and Hein Bloom, I think Hein Bloom's very happy right now because this is going to take the heat off of him so he can do what he really wants to do. His agenda is to trade Martinez and Bogarts at the trading deadline with no pressure so he can build for his 224 class. That's what he's looking to do, really. he does, He's quite happy the way things are, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't lift a finger to do anything right now. You know what? It's an absolute disgrace. It's a shame. We should be going for it now. And and the, the, whatever that caller was about how, you know, our three and four hitters are, are you kidding me? You uh, what, what team is he watching, first of all? <laughs> he we haven't had he a did. guy, a leadoff hitter. <laughs> you know, we haven't had a leadoff hitter all year. That could be, you know, could, that, that, that could anybody could drive in to begin with. Those three guys, Devers, Bogarts, uh, Bogarts and uh, Martinez, may carry in this team for most of the year as it is. And not for nothing, if he's watching tonight's game, the cleanup hitter for Toronto's got seven home runs. Guriel, he's really a bad player. He's got five home runs. Maybe he should become a Yankee fan. <laughs> All right, Alex, good stuff, man. Yeah, I didn't understand that point. The JD and Bogarts were the issue with this team. I, I don't believe he watched the game tonight. I, I can't believe he watched the game tonight. If he did, I don't know how that's the conclusion. Or watched any game this season. The conclusion is that JD and Bogarts are the issue with this team. I mean, come on. Pick it up. All right, well, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hopefully this is a win tomorrow for the Red Sox because they needed to avoid the sweep. Thanks to Ethan for producing. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well.